All right, what's happening, everyone? Welcome into another episode of the Final Score Podcast. Greg Swatak here with you, and uh, the season, uh, the fall sports season, uh, getting uh, closer day by day. Um, and on this week's episode, we'll talk to uh, Lizzie Doherty, uh, who's the uh, head coach of the uh, girls flag football team at Catoctin High School. Uh, girls flag football, of course, is the new varsity sport in Frederick County this fall. Uh, it can be especially taxing uh, for small schools that are, are stretched by all of the other sports that, that predated uh, uh, girls flag football. So uh, Lizzie has a small team at Catoctin, so we'll talk to her about um, uh, dealing with the challenges of that and just the, just the overall excitement of, of starting a new varsity sport. I, I, I know her girls are excited about that. And on the subject of girls flag football, uh, my colleague here at the FNP, Alexander Daisy, joins me. And you got to do something uh, pretty cool this week. You were down in Owings Mills on uh, Monday uh, as the uniforms were unveiled uh, for the uh, 10 FPS uh, girls flag football teams. What was that event like? It was it was very, very fun. And, and again, kind of, you know, a very unique and cool opportunity for all the, the schools and all the girls to to just go down to the Ravens facility, walk through. They each got um, uh, they each got their own little personal personalized reveal. Um, like they all walked in, and then Poe, the Ravens mascot, like pulled you know pulled the like a cover off a mannequin, and the jersey was there, and they got to take photos with it. Um, and then they went down, uh, and then during lunch they got to talk to John Harbaugh. He came out and gave him a little little short little speech you know took photos with him talked to him and then they got to sort of form the form the tunnel that the ravens uh run out to at practice so all in all it was just a really fun and kind of you know cool event and uh I, I i had you know i i some some people were kind of mentioning while i was just chat, chatting up people there uh you know this is like for one of your first experiences on like a a varsity team especially for you know for the people who like came out just for this and don't really play varsity sports otherwise or are um, freshmen because there are a lot of freshmen who are uh who who are on these teams uh that's about as cool as you're gonna get, get to just go to the ravens facility and then you know them treat you like vips for a few hours yeah i mean maybe that's uh, uh an important part of the story that we've kind of mm-hmm. underplayed is just the ravens and under armor's involvement i mean they're both big national mm-hmm. brands the baltimore ravens it's a regional team but they're in the nfl which is the biggest national brand in sports uh, Under Armour is a huge national brand, and, and they've really helped get helped FCPS uh, get get this thing off the ground. And, and without their partnership, I, I, I'm I'm not sure where where this endeavor would be. Right, and I mean the Ravens have put up uh, three years of funding initially, and I I would be very surprised if that doesn't get extended unless the NPSSA swoops in and is like, no, you're a you know, full fledged varsity sport, which is which is the goal of this, is to get to get in other counties and you know get get the state to actually sponsor it. And there was someone who was from the MPSSA that was there, just sort of taking it all into on Monday, as well as uh, I think it was admins from Baltimore County and Baltimore City Schools. So maybe already some progress in the right direction there. But yeah, no, the Ravens have put up uh, put up three years of funding, and they they've been pretty instrumental. And one of their big sort of uh, community pillars, which I I got a brief chance to talk to uh, the Ravens president, Sashi Brown. Um, he said one of their big things is uh, is investing in f- uh, youth flag football. Um, girls, boys, doesn't matter. Um, but the, the girls stuff has really sort of come about the last couple years and it's been, you know, exploding in popularity. And I know we've reported it's, um, you know, it, it is already a full-fledged state sport, uh, state sport in a few other states. So it's not like, it's not like this is, you know, completely out of left field. 
and they and they've they've kind of taken a real dedicated stake in it. And then and then them getting you know uh, Under Armour to put up the uniforms is also a pretty big deal. Yeah, I mean the uniforms. Uh, how were they received? They, they they look pretty sharp to me in the pictures I saw. I mean everyone was very you know. Everyone was very happy, I think, with them. Um, you know, some obviously some schools had, I think, you know, louder reactions than others, but obvi- but everyone was very happy. They got to go feel it. A lot of people were like just commenting. I could kind of overhear just on the jersey, you know, the quality of the jersey, right? Because it's a, it's not just the this sort of generic like jersey, you know, you get for most high school stuff. It's like an actual Under Armour branded um, thing. They put a lot of you know, pretty good amount of, you know, time and effort into. And, and I mean, they're all, they're all very, um, you know, you know, they're all, I say they're all fairly simple jerseys, I guess, which, which makes sense, right? I mean, it's got the, you know, it's got the school's color scheme with like some, some sort of like piping uh, down the side. And then it's got the, the school name across and then like big number front and back. Um, and then there's like a little Ravens logo kind of on the, um, over the number on the back. So it's nothing like terribly complicated, but they just, they just look nice and clean. Um, and I think, and I think that was, that was part of it too, is like, you know, it's one of those things when, when you see it, it kind of feels real because, you know, the first couple of days they're, you know, they're, they're practicing, they're trying out, just sort of trying to figure out what they're doing. And then they go in, they get this whole big ceremony, um, you know, and then, and then you see those uniforms, you're like, oh wait, this is that, like, we're actually going to put this on. And then they did go, they all wore them, you know, when they were, uh, when they were going out to, um, greet the Ravens. So that, uh, again, I had several people tell me like it, it's all kind of starting to sink, in, and it really is kind of hitting now. Now the uniforms were unveiled. Was like mm-hmm. the, I, I guess there was some contingent of close to four hundred people from FCPS that went down to the Ravens facility. Were, were they all in a big room? And then it's like now it's Brunswick's uniform, and now it's TJ's uniform. Was it like that, or did each school get their own like separate little viewing? They of, of they all uniform? got their own separate viewing. So basically, they had like just an order of I don't, I don't it was just kind of like a random order, but they, they just had an order of schools that were coming in, and so it was in this little like kind of hallway inside the Ravens facility that they sort of tricked out. They had like a man you know mannequin two mannequins that had the jerseys on. And so they would just kind of, you know, everybody would otherwise just kind of wait outside. Then they'd bring the one school in. They'd do the reveal, you know, get a couple minutes to, like, pose for photos, feel the jerseys, whatever. Then they'd sort of – they'd shepherd them into a back room where they could, like, change into the jerseys, do more posed photos, and then switch out the mannequins, bring the other ones. I've been telling people it's kind of funny because, like, for all the media, we were all just kind of standing there watching each team kind of come through. And it was very funny because I've never, like, seen anybody actually dress a mannequin before. And like they were, you know, they were very efficient with it, but they had to, you know, they they had to go in once the one team cleared out. It was like a three minute thing, maybe, where they went, had to bring in the new mannequin, put, you know, take the uniform off, put the put the new one on and cover it up. So it was it was kind of it was like you could kind of see how the little bit of the behind the scenes of how they set it up. But, yeah. Well, was the other media there primarily covering the Ravens and they just happened to. Uh, do something with this event or like what other media was there? It, it was, it was other um, uh, primarily other media covering the Ravens, some of the Ravens like in-house um, like social media team and, and um, in-house content people were okay. that were, were doing stuff. Um, I think it was, uh, I think the only Frederick County contingent was me, cat, uh, our photographer, and then a couple people from like FCPS uh, social. Okay. Um, but yeah, it was, it was mostly re- otherwise it was mostly Ravens. Or media that covers the Ravens. I, I didn't say. look closely, but did this get yeah. traction? I don't know if you looked either, but did, did this event, this uniform thing, get any traction in any like media outlets? Um, I mean, it, it seemed at least on a 
local scale, it seemed to. I know uh, I know pretty much every media outlet that was at Ravens practice on Monday had either had a story about it or did some they did some sort of, you okay. know, uh, they met, they referenced it in some form or fashion. Um, I know online the Ravens did a bunch of social posts that got again, not like not like, you know, bonkers, bonkers engagement, but you know, you know, pretty good engagement. And then I know locally, at least, um, our, <laughs> it was very funny. I was looking at, um, uh, our editor, Josh sent me the, 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 the page views and stats on, on my story I wrote. Uh, and it was like way higher than most stories we've written like at all this summer and just like 24 hours because we put it out on Facebook and like every been like, of course, everybody shares it. And, you know, it goes to all the parents and it goes, you know, you know, it goes to all the people who, you know, people who all go to go to these games and, you know, community members and stuff. So at least like from a local level, it seemed to gain traction. Again, I don't know about beyond. No, my I, area, like but, like we're, we're like yeah. the outlets, uh, like the TV stations in Baltimore. Yeah. Did they do a little something on it? Did, did the Sun do something on it? Did like the teams that traditionally are there just to cover Ravens yeah. training camp? Did they do anything? The the, the the TV media did. I don't think, as far as I'm aware, there was not any print media that was at like the uniform part of the 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 um the day. It was all it was all TV media. So um, they did. I know for sure. Like I don't think any of the Sun or people or anything did. Okay, so they got to talk to Coach Harbaugh, and then they formed a line, and they welcomed the players onto the field. So the, these girls who are already very excited about this day in general are, like, giving Lamar Jackson and Odell Beckham yeah. high fives as they come onto the field, which was really cool, too. Yeah, and, and those two, like you probably imagine, those two were got by far the biggest cheers and screams and whatnot. Um yeah, no, I, I, again, I think it's one of those things where it's like, you know, I, I also asked a couple people just about that and they were like, you know, it, it's not something you ever think you're going to get to do. And then like, well, all of a sudden one day, oh, look, I'm like standing right next to Lamar Jackson, like high fiving him as he's running out to practice. How, um, how did they manage putting 300 people on, <laughs> on, on the practice field? Uh, they didn't. No, I'm kidding. It was uh, it, it was one of those things where it's like it, it's never going to work out perfectly. Right. So they, they basically had to line them up like two to three deep because because there's so many people it was like there was, a parade route almost yeah and, and like of course you know they, like, like if you line them all up one by one out on the practice field you're like taking up half the practice field so you're not going to do that um but they were able to like they're able to make it work for the most part you know obviously you know the the the, the line i will say the line obviously was not the straightest because everybody was kind of like leaning over trying to get high fives and stuff but they made it work and it would, you know, it ended up being looking pretty cool. Now, did they get the players? Were they asking the players to sign things as the players ran onto the field? So a, a couple people did. They weren't they because they were running out to practice. They weren't. But um, I know at least one uh, girl who was on the Middletown team. She brought uh, like a like a Louisville uh, Lamar Jackson jersey, and the the Ravens people were like, "We'll we'll, we'll like we'll take this for and we'll go get them to sign it for you, and we'll send it back." Okay. So yeah, because uh, yeah. They're, they're, these players are. They're happy to uh, give these girls a high five, but yeah. at the same time, they have to get to practice. And if they're stopping <laughs> to sign every autograph, it's going practice might not happen. That right, day. and 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 of course, and and you could you could really you know it was very funny because you know obviously some players just like kind of you know they they just kind of put their hands out, run through, and high five as many people as they can. But then others like Nelson Aguilar was like trying to high five literally everybody, and it took him like probably at least a minute or two to get to actually get down the. The like the sort of runway because just because he was trying to get everybody so um but yeah no they uh, they were able to I think they were able to sort of I guess sh- strike I guess the best 
happy medium balance, if you want to call it did, that. Did, did you guys, did you and uh, FCPS contingent get to watch practice at all? Or um... Yeah, so they um, they watched a little bit of practice. I know some schools stayed longer than others because some schools, their buses, like, were picking them up kind of right after they finished the finished letting them out of the tunnel um practice for the most part was on kind of like a backfield so they, it wasn't like directly you know directly in front of where they were sitting but um for, for the, the the couple schools that did stay a little bit longer they, they got to watch it and i got to watch a little bit and then i was like i have to go and write actually write my story so then i went back inside um it was also pretty hot um on monday but right okay so we're two weeks away really from mm-hmm. uh the season starting uh the big event at frederick high uh five games on august 30th they're all inter intercounty matchups obviously um uh just w- i mean the excitement is sort of getting real for this thing yeah and and and, and again the kind of kind of like i said a lot of people were emphasizing money like like we're, we're really getting close. This this is like the first big thing where it really just feels real. We're getting to crunch time. And yeah, I mean, you've got you've got basically two weeks and then everybody's going to be playing once a week, except for there's one week they're off, but otherwise basically once a week for two straight months. And then the and then the and then the county championship at the end of at the end of it all. And, so. and the games are on Wednesday. They're trying yeah. to pair it with mm-hmm. uh, JV football. So so every Wednesday will be sort of game night. Uh, for people interested in coming out and uh, and checking out uh, some of these games, uh, for a school like Catoctin, what Lizzie Doherty yeah. is facing, I mean, thirteen kids. Uh, what, what what sort of challenge is that going to present? I mean, the, the big thing, obviously, is just you know, uh, on the the fact that I mean, first of all, like Brunswick and Catoctin, just because they are the smallest schools, right? They just simply don't have the raw numbers. That's just just kind of how the how the math works. But yeah, it, it'll probably really show when a lot of them. Because they're seven on seven games, like when a lot of the girls probably have to play two way, and they probably get more tired towards the end of the game. Whereas, you know, if they're facing, you know, facing some of these other schools, we can probably just sub people in and out at will. Um, that's that's like probably the the one the big thing where where it'll show. The other thing is, um, every school part of the the goal of FCPS when they they started this was for every school to have. Um, both like a varsity team and, and like a they call it a B team. It's basically a JV team. Um. And I, I, again, just based on numbers, it seems like Brunswick and Catoctin, again, just because they're, they're smaller, won't be able to field a B team. It'll just be a varsity only, but the other schools will. So, you know, it, again, it's like it's like you're not just because just because just because of how small they are, they're not going to be able to have like the JV team where they can sort of. I, I don't want to say turn to like like a full fledged program, but like you know it, it, it's because again not every sport not every sport in every school has a JV team, but it, it it would it would build a bigger sort of feeder right and get more people playing against competition you know against competition that's maybe a little more a little more even. So that's probably where you'll see it. And and even again like I was kind of just cr- also crunching some you know math. Um, based on the the number of people who signed up, I think Kevin Kevin Kendra told me it was like over three seventy. You know, Brunswick and Kentucky are the two smallest, so they're gonna you know take out maybe combine them like thirty to forty. You know, the rest the for the other eight schools, they're averaging close to forty ish people in their programs. Obviously, you know somebody like Urbana is gonna have more, but the fact that every other you know school seems to be able to field both of our city team and a B team with you know with plenty of like reserves to spare is a really good for the you know for for the sport and seems like it could bring about possibly some parity 
Uh, but also, again, like, you know, for, for Brunswick and Tocton, it's just, that, again, there's the, the just sheer difference in raw numbers. That's kind of the, the biggest thing they're going to have to overcome is, the, you know, these schools where, you know, hey, they, 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 they're definitely going to field a varsity team, which is great. But, you know, when, when you're in the, the final 10 minutes of the game and you're like dog tired, well, say you're, you're playing like Middletown, who's got, you know, Middletown has got a big team and they're just subbing people in and out. That's, you know, that's going to be kind of hard for them. Right. Um, you talked to Nick Demolakis mm. at, the, at the Ravens event. Yes. And Nick uh, was the one who really started, mm. uh, thanks to the help of his daughter, uh, Dana, right? Yes. Um, they really started this because they put together the first uh, girls flag football team for Frederick County Parks and Rec, and hence this idea was born. So as Nick is watching this happen at the Ravens, I mean, it sounded like he was pretty emotional. Just what was his state of mind? I mean, he told me he was. It was one where like he couldn't even really put a lot of thoughts together because again, it's it's just so surreal that like this thing that you sort of birthed is like actually, it's actually becoming something bigger, and you're like seeing it happen in front of you for the first time. Um, I guess not the first time, but like like the first time it really sort of you know fully sets in, and, and yeah. So he was he was like struggling to find the words for because it it's like you know it, it it it's it is very rare you know for someone to say like I this one person can credibly say that I directly caused this you know what's happening in front of me to happen this very cool thing that is happening and you know again you know seeing the vast majority of this three hundred seventy plus you know girls from the county playing, you know, getting out there, getting their stuff, playing this game. Uh, you know, it's just one of those things where it's like, again, very few people can say something they, they did affected some change like that. That seems to be potentially pretty major. And again, you know, seeming like maybe in, in a year or two, you'll be seeing it a lot more across the state. So, yeah, I mean, I, I can't imagine it's not going to take off, especially yeah. with, 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 uh, engines like the Ravens and Under Armour behind mm-hmm. it. So, and it's not the first thing the Ravens have done for these girls. I mean, they've they've had them at half times of games. They they uh, preseason game, at least a preseason game. Yeah. I think a regular season game they got on the field at halftime too, and let and let them basically scrimmage and and, and play uh, b- before the huge crowd uh, at, at, a, at a Ravens game. So, the, so the Ravens have been very involved with this well before this became a thing, even for uh, FCPS. So. Uh, really, really cool to see. And I, and I guess, I mean, who knows, because this is all so new, but Urbana, since they've been doing this already for a few years, they have to be uh, one of the favorites. Yeah, I mean, it's probably Urbana or Oakdale, just again, because they, they've had the two longest programs, like the little mini pilot tournament league thing that they had last year. Oakdale did win that. Um, and again, Urbana, just because they belong. So they're, they're, they're probably just naturally, because, because they have that, they just kind of have that familiarity with it. They're probably the two favorites. But again, I mean, like I said, every school, you know, seems to have pretty strong numbers and some pretty good, you know, some pretty good coaches in there, too. Like a lot of the, you know, um, a lot of like the winter and spring coaches who, you know, who don't have a fall sport, then that are some that are some some of the some of some of the top ones in the county are coaching. So it's it's going to be. Um, you know, it, I, like I said, I don't, I don't think, I don't think it'll take long to see some parody. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and all yeah. you need is a good, really good athlete or two to really mm-hmm. close that experience gap right? In, in, in a big hurry. So, all right, Mr. Dacey, uh, thank you. Uh, sounds like a fun week and we, we look forward to the start of girls flag football in a couple of weeks. And along those lines, uh, just in just a minute, we will welcome on uh, Lizzie Doherty, head coach of Catoctin football. 
a girls flag football. Look forward to talking to her and asking her about the coming season. Stay with us here on the final score. Well, we are about three weeks away, actually two weeks away from the start of the uh, first girls flag football season, varsity sport uh, here in Frederick County. Uh, the head coach of the team at Catoctin High is uh, Lizzie Dougherty, and uh, very pleased to have Lizzie on the podcast this week. Welcome, uh, ma'am. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Uh, were, were you at the Ravens on uh, Monday? I was. I was with my assistant coach, uh, Rebecca Hurley, who also works at Catoctin. Uh, tell us what that experience was like. It was For me, it was overwhelming because there were just so many girls there, but I loved how they brought us out there, and we got to do our own personal um reveal and it was just us so you could see our expressions on our faces and just how like we the ravens welcomed us with open arms because they are the ones helping us make history right now so it was just wonderful seeing all the girls communicate like talk and be friends and it was just wonderful are, are you a Ravens fan or are you a football fan in general? Um, so my whole family is actually someone different, but I'm not personally a Ravens fan. I'm a Carolina Panthers fan. Okay, why why the Panthers? When I was younger, I just liked the colors and it kind of stuck. Okay, so so we're excited about Bryce Young uh, this year. And, yes, and, I'm very... And sort of the new look team that they have. Yeah, I'm excited. I don't watch football that much. Like, I don't... I just know Bryce Young as the quarterback, but, like, if it's on TV, I'll watch it, but... Right. But well, were you were you and the girls sort of in awe? Like, oh my gosh, we're we're at the Ravens uh, training complex. It was so cool because like I've never been there and none of my girls have, so it was just cool just to see it and everything. So did you get the flat five with with Coach Harbaugh or uh, Lamar Jackson or? Um, so my girls and I got a picture with Coach Harbaugh flexing, so that was nice. Awesome. And then the girls got to high five Lamar Jackson. And Odell Beckham and Justin Tucker as they ran out. So that was fun. Yeah, I'm sure everyone was really excited about that. Uh, but this was a uniform unveiling because the Ravens and Under Armour are helping uh, partner with FCPS in uh, putting on uh, this first flag football season. What did you think of the new threads? Did you like the uniforms? I loved them. Personally, I'm not trying to be biased, but I think we have the best uniforms in the county. But I think all, all around it was just... I loved all the uniforms. I like how they all put their own personal touches, and it's not the same uniform through all the schools. You guys have a nice color scheme at Catoctin. Uh, the, the 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 blue and the uh, was it blue and darker blue or blue it's like and a white? Na- yeah. Navy blue and Carolina blue is what we call it, and white. Yeah, I mean that that, that lends itself to an attractive uh, uniform. I, I'm I'm guessing you like the color scheme. Uh, yes. So we have Carolina blue, and then um with uh, navy blue accents, and then our white uniform is white with. Carolina blue accents. How excited were the girls uh, to, to see the uniforms? And... They screamed as they uncovered it. Uncovered it. They screamed. It was so funny. Well, was there a big team fashion show? I mean, later in the day, were, were the girls anxious to like try them on and stuff? Yeah. Or... So they um gave us um they had they have about thirty set out and you just tell them your size and they got changed them and they wore them all day. So... Oh, they got to wear them at the at, at the event. Yep. Awesome. And then they were styling and. Oh, yeah, they, and, they and, loved and, them. And, they were and, taking and, pictures for Instagram and yeah. everything. Right. Uh, well, tell me about uh, your team and, and just what, what what sort of opportunity do you think this is? You played sports at uh, Catoctin. What, Correct. What, what, what sort of opportunity do you think this is for um, high school girls? To, I just to... think this opens the door for a lot of girls who, especially freshmen coming in, like who didn't know what sport to play in high school. This is a good opportunity just to be like, hmm, 
hmm, let's try it out. Let's see how it goes. And it can only go up from here. And then they make that connection with the other players. And maybe they'll be like, hey, come out for basketball this year or softball or cross country or whatever sport. And just go there and build our school in sports because we are a small school. So it's just trying to get everybody we can to play a sport. Uh, your your brother plays football at Catoctin. Correct. Uh, well, when you went, you played you played sports. Or you played ba- <coughs> excuse me, you played basketball, and, and was that the only sport you played? Or? I played basketball and softball. And, and softball. Would you have played flag football in the fall? A hundred percent. Yeah, you would have. <laughs> what, what what position would you have excelled at, Lizzie? Um, I have no clue. Wherever they would have put me, I would have tried my best and gone from there. You, you, you would you would you would have figured it out. Yeah. So, so so but but you you would you would have played had, uh-huh. had the sport oh. been an option. Yes. Um, but it, it, you mentioned it. I think Catoctin is now the smallest school in the county. Um, I think so. Uh, the enrollment's small, and um, when you're adding another sport, that that sort of stretches, um, uh, the the pool of athletes out a little bit. Just. I think you have 13 on, on your team this year. You're sort of what, – what, what are the challenges sort of with a team that small? Well, the Monday before tryouts started, I only had five. So I was like, oh, no, am I even going to have a season this year? So um, we actually – I didn't pull from any sport that I know of in the fall. Most of my team is freshmen because they didn't know what to play. And um, I have a couple upperclassmen that didn't play a fall sport already. So they were like, we'll just – Try it. Okay. So you had five as of when? Uh, Monday before the first day of tryouts. Okay. So what, how how'd you get eight more in, in, in a week? Um, so the um, people just late registered on Tuesday. And then after the first tryout, we kind of put, we uh, created an Instagram and was like, anyone's welcome. Like, come on in, just register. And that's how I got my little bit more. And um, we did have a girl get cut from volleyball, and she came down, so that was helpful. Okay, but were you out there twisting arms and making phone calls, or were, were, were you on a full-scale recruiting pitch? I mean, how worried were you that there there really wasn't going to be a I was season? worried. I was worried, but I, uh, again, told my girls, I was like, just create the Instagram, see what happens, and if people come out, people come out. I really wasn't twisting arms, but I just wanted to get the word out there, so I posted like on Facebook, like, hey – Trying to get the word out there. Right. And, and how relieved were you that uh, eight more players walked, oh, walked, walked through the door? When I clicked that refresh button on the register um, form, I was like, ooh, look at that. I got 13. We're good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, 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 sure, you, I'm sure you were, like, crossing your fingers mm-hmm. uh, uh, during that week. Uh, what made you want to coach the sport? Um, so, actually, I heard about it, but um, I didn't think – I also go to school full-time also to get my bachelor's degree. In. And, and where, do you, where do you go to school? Um, University of Maryland. Okay. So online. So I was like, oh, I don't know if I want to do this. And then um, our AD, Keith Brock, came up to me and goes, so you want to coach flag football? And I was like, give me a week to think about it. Let me know. And then at a lacrosse game for my brother, he goes, so have you thought about it? And I was like, yeah, sure. Why not? Let's do it. It, so, it was as simple as that. Yep. I mean, it, it is a big commitment because there's games and practices yes. and stuff. and. Um, what, what, what was the deciding factor in your mind? Um, I just knew that without me, who knew was, who was going to step up and I knew I needed to be there for the girls and just be that role model for them. Right. Uh, you had coaching mentors at Catoctin, uh, your your basketball coach, uh, Amy Entwistle, uh, your softball coach, uh, Jess Valentine, sort of how did athletics and sports shape your life, uh, in, in your outlook at Catoctin? Um, I just knew that I had those two to depend on no matter what. And then also my teachers that I could come to no matter what, if I'd be like, Hey coach Entwistle, I can't be at practice right now. I have to go study for my math exam. 
I knew that she would be like, go, I don't, you're a student athlete first. So you're a student first. So just, and I wanted to present that to the girls also like, yeah, we're student athletes, but students come first. So if you have to go miss for a tutoring session, that is so, that's fine. I won't penalize you and all that stuff. And I'm happy that my coaches in high school didn't penalize me for that also. What made you want to play sports? Um, so my so my dad was a ref actually in Frederick County. So he was big into sports. And then my cousin actually uh, used to coach D1 basketball and now is an AD at a college. So it was okay. kind of... So sports were in your blood. Yes. Okay. And, and, and you, you probably like, it looks like fun. Uh, let me give it a try. Yep. So did you, did you play sports before you got to high school or did you start in high school? Um, so I've been, I played softball from when I was like five. So like T-ball up to I was a senior in high school and then I stopped. And then um, I started basketball when I was in fourth grade because my dad said I had to do a winter sport. So he's okay. like, here you go. And I was like, I didn't think I was going to stick with basketball, but then I fell in love with it. So You did. Um, and what are, what are your biggest memories of playing softball and basketball at Catoctin? Just the team bonding and every, um, it didn't have to be on the court, off the court. It was just seeing each other in the hallway be like, hey, and just catching up or having a team sleepover. Just that bonding and knowing that I could count on you on and off the field. Right. Uh, well, your mentor, uh, Coach Valentine, uh, Jess Valentine, uh, she teaches at Tuscarora High School. She also coaches flag football at Tuscarora. Will it be weird looking across the sideline during the season? Do you guys play Tuscarora? We do. All? Okay. Will it be weird in, in, in seeing Coach Valentine? On, It'll uh, be a little weird. It'll be like, hey, you're in the wrong color. You're not in the blue. So, But, no, she's been a huge help this um, in the fall. I'm like, hey, do you have any practice plans? Like, Because I'm – learning the rules and she is also so we're kind of communicating back and forth like hey I think this would be a good idea you should try this and so going back and forth and just having her there to lean on would is so much uh, did, did she talk with you did she sort of encourage you to, to take the job she actually didn't know I took it until we were at um a softball I think practice or game I forget and I was like hey you should be my new QB at to one of our girls and she goes, you took the job? I said, oh, yeah, I took the job. I forgot to tell you. And she goes, oh, I'm so happy. So she was happy that I took it, but I didn't tell her. So she was kind of upset about that. Yeah, I, I <laughs> bet. You, you were leaving uh, coaching in, in, in the dark a little bit there. So um, what has the learning curve been like for you? I mean, just just you took the job, uh, and, and you, I have to learn how to do this and know how to – I'm going to have a, a team and, and girls who are relying – on me to sort of tell them what to do. Like, like what, what has your learning curve been, been like since you took the job? I've had that rule book glued to my side for all of practice. And then I've gone home and asked, um, Charlie, who is one of my brothers and Mikey, who also played in high school football. And I was like, where do I go from here? Can you make up some plays for me or what drills should I do? So they've been a huge help. Yeah. Um, the, the Doherty's have quite a medical uh, history. I wanted to talk to you about this. And you guys have overcome so much in, in that regard. Um, first of all, your brother, uh, did you go by Charles or Charlie? or He goes by both. I call him Charlie Charles. It just depends on the day. It, it depends on the day or what side of the bed you, you woke up exactly. on. Right. Okay. Um, tell you, you, Your brother's very brave to be playing football. Tell us a little bit about his story. Um, so he has heart disease. And um, by the time he was 15, he had two open heart surgeries. So um, he played lacrosse actually all of his life. And we were kind of confused when he couldn't play football because of the tackling. We're like, well, lacrosse is the same type of thing. So, But my mom was kind of relieved that he couldn't play football because, again, just getting that one hit could put him out for 
ever. So my mom still hyperventilates in the parking lot before she walks into football games. But um, he's a freak of nature. Like he goes through pain like nothing. Like he was in the hospital for his second week of surgery and he had surgery on a Tuesday and was home by Friday. So he is very like bounce back and will do anything. So. And your brother's so young. I mean, he's in, he's in high school. How, how does one develop heart disease at such a young age? Um, so I'm not sh- to be honest, I'm not sure. It's gen- is it genetic or so um, it can be genetic. So, um, that's what I have to watch out for. Like when I have kids or my brother. So there's testing that can be done like in utero. I'm pretty sure, but I'm not 100 percent sure. Was but- it a, was it a condition he was born with or um um so we don't know it was wasn't until he was eight or nine months old that um we figured this out and it was something that should have been figured out when he was like six weeks old he was um yeah i tell us about the how did you discover that uh, something um, was wrong um so his aorta valve was 80 percent closed so it would cut off all the blood flow to his legs and his like legs would turn purple and blue and so we're like, oh. So that, that's, that's how you noticed that something was wrong is why, yeah. why, why are your legs purple and blue? Yeah. So my mom took him to Children's Hospital and they were like, oh, yeah, his his valve is 80% closed. My mom said it's always like a McDonald's straw. So picture a McDonald's straw, 80% closed. That's what his valve looked like. Wow. So. Okay. Uh, and this is like a scary thing uh, to, to have uh, someone this young with, with this sort of condition. So how did you guys go about managing it? Um, so he played baseball for a little bit. Um, with my brother and we always had to have him like with an extra padded chest protector and everything and then when he got into lacrosse we just made sure he had extra padding on him and my mom is at every single sporting event no matter what she will miss something to make sure that she is there and is could be on the field at any point are are, are people uh, opposing teams staff referees are they are they aware of your brother's condition yeah so my mom sits down with um coach rich and our nurse at um, Catoctin and they make up like a health plan for them and then they send it out to Frederick County teams, Washington County and Carroll County teams just so they to their um athletic trainers just so they're like hey you're that kid with the heart disease just so they know so it's not like what the heck's going on so. So, so the, the, the danger of course is he could get hit uh, in, the, in the chest right? Correct. Okay what were, what, what were the surgeries meant to correct? Um so the first one, I'm not 100% sure because I was so young, I don't remember. And then when he was 15, he actually had a muscle growing that wasn't supposed to be there. So um, they had to go in through his front, through his chest, and um, I guess cut it out. I'm not sure exactly what happens. So. But like open heart surgery, that, that's like a major thing, yes. especially for someone so young. So um, I, I talked to him last year, and it was sort of an, a cool, inspiring story because for so many years, he wanted to play football. Yes. But then uh, he would go show up at the doctor's office, and the doctor told him that he couldn't play football. Correct. So, but uh, I think it was two years ago, maybe, that, that he went to the doctors for his appointment, and, and the doctor finally said, if, if you really want to do this, you could, you could do that. I mean, how cool a moment was that for, oh, he for, was uh, thrilled. For, for, he, for, for the family? He was thrilled. He called me and my um, other brother on FaceTime, and he goes, guess what I can do now? And he was so happy he could play football. And my, my mom, again, was freaking out a little bit. Yeah, your, your mom wasn't so thrilled. Uh, <laughs> uh, start, just because, I mean, ima- imagine a, a child who, if he, in a sport like football where there's major contact, if the wrong hit could really be bad news yeah so my mom freaks out a little bit but she's happy that he's happy and he's getting to do what he loves because he watched my brother go through high school from cya 
which is our youth league, all the way up to high school playing. And he goes, I want to be like him. He can do it. I can do it. So Yeah, and speaking with your mother, she, she basically said she tolerates it because it makes him happy. Exactly. Like, like, like she freaks out and she's just going to have to bite the bullet there. But, but since it makes him so happy that, that she's willing to yeah. go, go through hell for, 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 for a couple hours on, on a Friday night. Yep. So, um, your brother is a lineman for uh, – he's a linebacker. What position does he play? Do you know? Um, Charlie is starting wide receiver and strong uh, safety, I think. Oh, uh, okay. So he's wide, wide receiver and, and strong st- safety. Yeah. So for you to see him out there, how, how great is that? Um, I know he's living his dream. I know that's – this is what he wants to do. He's always wanted to do it. So I'm happy. I still, like, hold my breath, like, especially if he does get hit. I'm like, oh, no. But, no, it's so fun to see him out there with his friends that he's grown up with and welcoming him, in, welcoming him into the family and just – he's a versatile, so they can put him anywhere So he, and just goes. So And it's fun to hear all the crowd cheering, like, oh, my gosh, look at Charlie. Like, So it's good to see it. But are you like your mother? Are you super nervous and anxious watching him play football? Um, I think the first year I was when he started playing, and then now I'm just like – He's he's fine. He's Charles. He'll he'll do it. He's he'll bounce back. Uh, how how did you sort of like get over the trepidation? I kind of just A- accepted it. Yeah, I just accepted it and was like, he'll he's playing football. It's okay. Right. Uh, your 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 brother Mike. Uh, any any health issues there or nope. He's he's normal. He was at, um my mom was induced with him two weeks early because he thought he was gonna be a ten pound baby because they measured his leg and his head. Well, he came out to be six pounds. He just has a really big head, is what we say. Okay, so. wow. So, so he, so he threw, he was throwing a scare in everyone before he even arrived in the world. Yeah. So, so mom, mom was freaking out, but then he's he just has a big head. But. Okay, but but you yourself have had some some health issues uh, too. Correct. Okay, uh, uh, tell us about that. So I do have I have epilepsy, so it's a seizure disorder. So when I was born, um, I got stuck on my mom's pelvic bone, and when she would push, it would. Um, push my head back and so I busted all the blood vessels in the back of my head and um, when I was 16 hours old my mom was feeding me a bottle and my right eye drifted and my right arm started twitching and so she called the nurse and they were like um we're gonna take her to the NICU real quick hold up and um they figured they were like yeah so she had a seizure like don't know why what happened and they were like, she might have had a stroke. We're not 100% sure. I mean, doctors in 2000, they didn't have the technology that they have now. So, And then um, when I was a junior in high school, I was walking in the hallway with Coach Entwistle, and I went down and had a full body seizure. So, Was that was that the first seizure you had since you were really little? Yeah, so I went 16 years without a seizure and then... Uh, is this something that could happen at any time? I mean, I'm, I'm sure you you take the proper precautions and stuff like that and, and take the proper steps. Yeah, but. so um, I get migraines really bad, so they're like, that might be a cause of that. So um, if I do get a migraine, I just have to slow down and probably go take a nap and nap like nap it off is what I say. But other than that, I, I mean, I haven't had a seizure in six years, knock on wood. But um, other than that, they also found out that I did have a stroke when I was a baby, so... But there's nothing they can do. I mean, I took medicine for the two years that I was supposed to, and then they were like, "All right, you haven't had a seizure. You're good." <laughs> but 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 it could happen at any time. Correct. Right? Are, are, are you worried that it, it it could happen at any time? It's always in the back of my mind, but I don't let that like. I'm like, oh yeah, I could have a seizure at any time, but I'm not. So I'm again, not. you've you sort of accepted your 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 your, your circumstance. Yeah. So. 
How did your brother Mike escape all this uh, all this health stuff? I have no idea. We're Norwegian, so we're like, you have Norwegian blood. You're on my mom's side. You got all that. We got me and my me and Charles got my dad's side, so we don't know. <laughs> okay, but but you and Charles. I mean, I know you love your brother, but but you say, hey man, you sort of lucked out here, or why why were you the one that, that we the, do the, 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 the lucked out? Charles and I like we don't make fun of them, but we're like, come, on, why couldn't you get just like something like? Come on. I mean, has Mike ever had a cold? Has he, has he, has he ever gotten sick? I don't even remember. I don't think so. I mean, if it is, it's like a day and he's fine. So I'm like, why can't you like get some of our stuff? And but so. Right. Well, he, 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 he lucked out mm-hmm. uh, a, a big time. So, uh, But it's great that you haven't let all these issues stop you from doing what you love and playing sports, right? Correct. I mean, is, is that you just... You have to power on through, right? Yeah, I just keep chugging along is what I say. And Have you, have you met other people with um, epilepsy? Um, I, similar, I, similar to your condition? I did. Um, there's a little girl in Middletown um, who has epilepsy. So we've I've been in touch with her mom a little bit. And so awesome. Like, we went to lunch one time. So, like, like, like what Are there certain things you can't do or have to do to sort of, uh, um, sort of, or do you just have to know the, know the signs when you're, when you're pushing yourself? Uh, yeah. I just know the signs, like, especially with my migraines, like I know my limits and I'm like, okay, kind of got to stop. But, um, other than that, I'm just keep going and again, know my limits and I know when to back off. Right. Uh, do, do people come up to you and Charles and say, Hey, we're really sort of inspired by, by what you guys are doing? Um, so kids, people that come up to me don't know about my medical because they just don't. Um, but they're like, we love that you coach three sports at Catoctin and you're giving everything to the school that gave a lot to you and just giving back to the community. Right. So, so what what sort of expectations have you outlined for your girls uh, playing playing football this year? Like, like what do you expect? Um, of course, I want to win, but I just want the girls to have fun and learn the game of football and just go from there. Right. Uh, how has practice been so far? It's been good. Um, so I only practice about like an hour and a half each day. So it's just getting that warm up. And then today we put in um, two or three plays actually. So just some easy plays for offense. So it's just been, it's very been like not lackadaisical, but like just very smooth and like, you, we know we can have fun, but we know when to lock down and be like, are we got to get this play done? So. Right. And do you guys have to fight for practice time and space with, with the other sports? Um, so I actually, we have our own like half of a football field, like behind our baseball field in that wide open area. But okay. once the turf is done, we get in a rotation of when we can practice on that field. Yeah. Well, where is the turf field mm-hmm. as far as, is it? been installed yet or so turf got delivered today so hopefully in the next couple days it gets laid and then we'll go from there okay but i'm sure everyone's crossing their fingers on 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 that one oh yes um and how excited is everyone to have a turf field super excited um we feel like we're not we've always felt a part of fcps but it's like all right we're we can hang out with the big dogs now with oakdale who have had turf fields or tj who just got there so it's kind of just like okay we're we're one of the big dogs now right yeah right i'm I'm sure it makes you feel that way and when it rains you're not like oh no we're not going to be able to to play the the play necessarily like we could play as long as there's no uh there's no uh thunder and lightning 
And uh, what are you what are you looking forward to seeing the most? Like, what what are you most excited about uh, for the coming season, Lizzie? I just the girls having fun. It's my girls and girls all around the county because we are part of history. It can only go up from here. Just having fun and playing football. So well. Thank you for coming in and uh, and sharing your story. We're we're excited uh, to see uh, girls flag football um, uh, sort of take off uh, here in Frederick County. Sort of like this is the guinea pig uh, experiment here, and and I I imagine you think it'll it'll take off across the state. I hope it does. I hope it goes across the state and becomes like huge because I think it'll be. I mean, football for girls. That's we don't have to wear shoulder pads. I mean. Some of my girls would like to tackle, but it's okay. Do we'll you have to hold them back sometimes? Yeah, like, come or? on, can we tackle? And I'm like, I was like, no, we can't tackle. If we get a penalty, I'm not gonna be, I'm not gonna be happy. So uh, true. Who, who is your? Uh, you'll be part of the uh, tournament uh, at Frederick High School. Um, Correct. And who is your first game against? We play TJ. You play TJ. Okay. Um, have, have you started scouting TJ, or do you know anything about TJ's team yet? Or? I know they have a huge team, so okay. it's good. okay. So. But um, so you're hoping maybe a few more girls walk through the door. But if not, you guys are going to be 13 strong. right? Yeah, we're small but mighty is what we say. Uh, uh, well, uh, 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 that's a great mindset to have. So uh, are, are you a naturally positive person? I mean, uh, I am. I won't let the like if something bad happens, I won't ha- let the girl see it. Like I might go home and like talk to my mom about it or my brothers. But I will won't do that to the girls and be like. Oh, you should have done like I would be like you should have done this, but like I won't be like screaming and yelling at them. I don't see the point in that because like it it goes in one ear and yeah. out the other. But it's not just in football; it's in life too. I mean, mm. you, you maintain a positive attitude. I try and, to, and you're, you, even though you've been dealt some some tough card. You and your brother have been dealt some tough cards. Yeah, so. I, I try to. I try to be uplifting and always happy and always. Well, hey, Lizzie, we wish you the best of luck. Uh, Congratulations. Thanks again for coming in uh, and uh, sharing your story. And we look forward to watching your team play this season. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Uh, Lizzie Doherty, uh, head coach of the uh, Catoctin High girls flag football team. Uh, My thanks to Alexander Dacey for coming on a little earlier, talking Frederick County sports as we get a little closer to the season. Uh, Thanks also to producer uh, Graham Cullen. And thanks to all of you for checking us out here on The Final Score. Uh, we'll be back with an ep- uh, with another episode next week, so uh, we'll talk to you then, folks. Have a great week.